Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God. You can manifest God to your world. I just want to say thank you to all of you that are partners with Chad Gonzalez Ministries. Man, it's been such a wonderful, wonderful first half of 2022. We've been able to accomplish so many wonderful things. We were actually looking at some of the statistics a couple of weeks ago, and we have been in the top 100 in several different countries around the world. We were in the top 100 in the UK, Australia, New Zealand. We were in the top 100 in the Philippines, in Lebanon, uh, Switzerland, Sweden, Norway. And uh, we cracked the top uh, 250 in America. So really cool to see what God's been doing with the podcast. And I just so love getting the, the different emails and messages on social media from all of you who listen to this. And, and we've been getting some good testimonies as well. Uh, people taking these things, putting them into practice, beginning to see changes uh, in their body and changes in finances and relationships, but really just going at life from understanding who they are in Christ. And that's where things become a lot easier. That's where you begin to tap into the grace of God and truly begin to see results in your life. And then also putting you in a position to be able to bring results into other people's life as well. Hey, I've got some exciting news. Wanted to let you know that our most recent interview with Sid Roth for the It's Supernatural show will be releasing the week of July 11th. So Make sure you go on YouTube, go on Facebook. You'll be able to catch that on their social media channels. We'll have it on our social media channel as well. Or you can watch it on TV or satellite. And then our shows that are on the network, those will be coming out later on in the summer. The TV show, it's called The Way of Life. And so really, really excited about that. Lots of great stuff going on. And we've got some other exciting news in regards to the Healing Academy. We are totally revamping it. Those of you that have gone through it, you know, we initially designed that for church small groups, and that, that was the design of it, but we had so many individuals that started coming along and going through it, it started kind of developing, and of course, there was always more that I wanted to add to the curriculum, and uh, you know, as time has gone on, and you kind of see what works and what doesn't work, we've decided to go completely online with it. Now, what we have right now, that volume one and volume two, we're going to make that strictly available for church small groups the way that it was intended. But there's more things I wanted to add to it, the Healing Academy. And so by going online, it's going to make it much more automated. It's going to be a lot better for those of you that are going through it and planning on going through it. Uh, there's going to be, I believe, six or seven modules. There's online quizzes and tests, and you'll be able to get your certificates online. Uh, there's going to be an online community. You'll be able to do some live chats. Like it's going to be really good. And it's going to be a great place where we can add additional courses and classes that uh, some of those you'll be able to obtain for free just because uh, you've gone through the Healing Academy. So they'll all be there. And we have a website specifically for that. And it's thehealingacademy.com. And so that's being developed right now. And our goal is to have that all ready here in the next few weeks. Good news is, if you've already gone through Volume 1 and Volume 2 of the Healing Academy, then you know what? You get to get through the first two modules for free, and we'll give you free access to that. 
Uh, a lot of what's in volume one will be there in that first module. But anyway, we've got a video coming out pretty soon. We'll be able to explain all of it and just very, very excited about the potential of what's made available in that. Also want to let you know we've got some great meetings coming up at the end of July. Uh, July 22nd through the 24th, we're going to be in Dallas, Oregon at House of His Presence. And then on the 24th, that Sunday night, we're going to be in Salem, Oregon at Life Church. August 13th and 14th, we're going to be at Christian Faith Center in Big Bear Lake, California. August 19th through the 21st, going down to South America, going to be at Palabra y Adoración in Bogota, Colombia. And then August 28th, we're going to be in Missouri at Grace Church. So coming up, if you're in Oregon, California, we're going to be out that way coming soon. And then we'll be coming out to Missouri. We'll be there and we'll start making our way back over to the south and southeast for the remainder of the year. So good meetings coming up. We'd love to see you there. That's just been a joy to see all of our different partners showing up at various meetings all across the country. Uh, just getting to, to meet you in person, just say thank you. And, and so it's just a real joy for people to come up and introduce themselves and say, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm a part of the dream team. I'm one of your partners. And I just love that. So again, thank you to all of you that are partners. Thank you for coming out. Hey, let's get into our message uh, for this month. I want to look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. I've been reading over this. It just keeps popping up in my, in my study time. And every time I see it, I'm, I'm just so drawn to it. So I've been kind of just chewing on it for the last few weeks. But Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, this is in the Passion Translation. And it says, Jesus rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness, and he's translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved Son. For in the Son, all of our sins are canceled, and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. Notice that it says, our sins are canceled. He rescued us completely, for in the Son, all of our sins are canceled, and we have the release of redemption. Our sins are canceled. Now, if our sins are canceled now, that means forgiveness is now. That means forgiveness is a present-day reality. Forgiveness is not, not something that I'm trying to obtain. It's something that I have. It's something I have right now. And it's not because of my works. It's because of Jesus' sacrifice. It's because of the blood. Again, verse 14 says, For in the Son all our sins are canceled, and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. Now, if sin is the root of the curse, and it is, you see this in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve sin, and it was because of Adam's sin that the curse came upon the earth. Well, sin was the root of the curse. Sin was the source. And if it produced sickness and poverty and mental illness and addiction, well, those would be like the fruits. Those would be the byproducts. Now, let's think about this. If I, was, if I was redeemed from the source, if I was rescued from the source, then that would mean I automatically have also been rescued from the byproduct. If I've been rescued from the root, I've automatically been rescued from the fruit. See, the other day I was outside and I was doing some yard work at my house and I had a lot of vines that were growing up on one side and, you know, I had a choice. I could sit there and and cut down every single leaf and all the little bitty branches of that vine. Or I could go to the root. And so instead of 
spending all my time cutting all the little bitty leaves, I went down to the source and I cut the main branch and pulled out the root. Why would I do that? So that none of it would grow back. You see, if I just cut off the individual leaves and individual branches and didn't do anything with the main, main vine and, and the roots, it would just continue to grow back. Well, friends, this is what Jesus did for us in that he went and he, just, he didn't cut just individual branches and individual leaves. He cut the, the main branch, he cut the vine, and he pulled the root out of our lives. And then he, he engrafted us into his root, him, the root of righteousness, so that the fruits of righteousness would flow into our lives. Well, just as our sins were canceled, and therefore the root, the source was canceled from our lives, and that produced forgiveness for me now, then healing is not something that I have to try to obtain. Why? Because it should be something that I have now. Why? Because it is a fruit. If Jesus rescued me completely from the rule of darkness, if I have redemption now, that also means that healing is mine right now. You see, the problem is, is that we have preached healing separated from our union with Christ. We preach forgiveness as now, but we preach healing as a promise. Look, let me show you something here. One of the most familiar scriptures in regards to healing is 1 Peter 2 and verse 24. In the Passion Translation, it says, He himself, talking about Jesus, he himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin. Notice this, we're dead to it. The root has been pulled out. The source has been completely removed, that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. See, here it is right here, that we would be dead to sin, that the root of sin would be removed so that the fruits couldn't grow, so we could live for righteousness, so that the root of righteousness would be our root, and so that the fruits of righteousness would flow in our lives. What was one of those fruits? Well, he says, our instant healing flowed from his wounding. One of the the, the greatest fruits of righteousness right here is healing. And he is not talking about spiritual healing. People get all caught up in this and they say, well, 1 Peter 2.24, he's talking about spiritual healing. He's talking about healing for your body when you get to heaven, your spiritual body. He's talking about healing for your spirit. Well, friend, you don't need your spirit healed when you get born again. When you get born again, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a brand new creature, a brand new creation in Christ. Old things pass away, all things become new. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10 tells us that we are complete in Him. Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in Him. My spirit doesn't need to be healed if I've been made in His very image and likeness. And I don't need healing for my body when I get to heaven. Why? Because I have my glorified body. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of, but people try to water it down and they try to, to base their beliefs off their experiences. And then when you come across scriptures like this, which blatantly tells us what's going on, people just absolutely choose to believe against it. And the reason that we know, another reason we know this is talking about physical healing, because Peter right here, he's quoting Isaiah. And yet we also see Matthew quote Isaiah in Matthew chapter 8 and in verse uh, 17. Let me read this to you out of the New King James here. 
I wasn't planning on reading this, but I'm sure there's going to be someone listening to this who will begin to, to think that route and say, oh, no, that's not about physical healing. That's about, uh, you know, not healing for your body here. It's about healing for your body when you get to heaven. But you need to know this is talking about physical healing. Peter quotes Isaiah and Matthew quotes Isaiah. Here in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, it says, When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all of the sick. And he did this, that it would be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities, and he bore our sicknesses. Here we have Jesus casting out demons and healing the physically sick. And Matthew says he did this to fulfill Isaiah. And what he said, he took our sins and bore our sicknesses and diseases. So this is talking about physical healing. Now, if we're going to preach redemption from sin now, we also must preach redemption from sickness now. We can't preach healing separated from our union with Christ and that Jesus paid for it, but now I have to go get it. If that's not the case for forgiveness, then it's not the case for healing. Notice again, 1 Peter 2.24, the focus is on righteousness. The source is righteousness. The, the root is righteousness. The byproduct is healing. The fruit is healing. Why? Because we're dead to sin. This is what he was talking about. Paul was talking about Colossians. He has rescued us. Jesus rescued us completely. Notice this word completely. I love this. It was a completion to the job that Jesus did. He didn't complete the sin problem and then leave the sickness and disease problem for us to go and try to fend for ourselves. No. When he took care of the sin problem, he also took care of the sickness and the disease problem. If forgiveness is mine now, then healing is mine now too. We can't preach it separated from our union with Christ. Either healing is mine or it's not. If healing is mine, then I need to simply walk in it. If healing isn't mine, then I need to go get it. But where this gets really confusing is that so many times we, we sit in a church service and they're talking about healing, and for 45 minutes or an hour, they'll tell us that healing is already ours. It's already mine. And then at the end, they tell you to come up to the front so they can lay hands on you so you can get it. Well, we need to understand it's already mine. We can't preach it separated. Now, certainly I understand. I mean, this is a major part of our ministry. This is a major part of our focus is in the area of healing. I preach it from this standpoint, from our union with Christ. It's already ours. It's already not been just made available. It's on the inside of me. It's on the inside of me. This is why it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 10 and 11, says, if Christ is in you, the body's dead because of sin, but the spirit, your spirit, is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Friend, if he's on the inside of you, how could his healing power not be there as well? See, we've taught healing from the standpoint that it's mine. It's already been paid for, but now I've got to figure out what lever, what button to push what knob to turn to get God to release it out of heaven. And that's the way that it's, that it's preached in most circles and most services when it comes to healing. Now, certainly, again, going back to where I, I was starting at, certainly there's the place of this healing and power. It's in every single one of us as believers. We just need to get it into the body. 
So there's a very fine line there in which we preach it, and we must make sure that we preach it correctly. The healing power, it's already mine. And, and by the stripes of Jesus, I already was healed. And, and, and according to the eyes of God, according to the, the perception of heaven, I'm healed. It's already mine. Why? It's a spiritual thing. I just need to get it into my body. So whether it flows out of my spirit or flows out of someone else's spirit, this is the issue of the laying on of hands. They're not giving me something I don't already have. You know, and I, I've been very explicit with this uh, when people come to our meetings. When I lay hands on you, I'm giving you what you already have. You already have it on the inside of your spirit. But if you're just in so much pain, uh, there's so many things going on, and you're just having a hard time quietening your soul, uh, getting your imaginations in the right place, if you're having such a hard time, then that's where, thank God for God's mercy, and that another fellow believer can release the life of God out of their spirit into that person's body and bring about some restoration and bring about some health. But we can't preach it separated and, and preach it differently than we do forgiveness. If forgiveness is mine, then healing is mine now. It's already mine. It's not something I'm trying to obtain. It's something I already have. And what I've seen, and I believe why we have seen such tremendous results in our meetings, is because this is the way that we teach it, that you already have it. You're not trying to get it. You actually literally already have it. It's not just a legal thing in which you have it, which that's true, but it's also a reality in which you already have it. Right now, if you're listening to this and you're experiencing pain and, and issues in your body, God is not holding out on you. And this is where people don't, don't understand really truly what happened with redemption and they start to question the goodness and faithfulness of God. God is not withholding healing from you, friend. If the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Healing is a spiritual thing for your physical body. It's already been given to us. So why do we struggle with this? It's simple. Because we're looking to our body to tell us what we have spiritually. We've allowed our imaginations to be on the realities of, of the body instead of the realities of who we really are. But when we begin to view healing from the position of who we are, it will be much easier for us to walk in it. Friend, refuse to be like Eve who didn't know who she was. And she was trying to obtain what she already had. That's what was going on there in the Garden of Eden. Satan comes to tempt her and says, if you'll, if you'll eat of this fruit, you'll be like God. The deception was this. She was already like God, but she didn't know it. So what did he do? Because she didn't know who she was, he got her to begin to work to try to obtain what she already had. And as a result, she lost it. And Satan's been doing the very same thing with all of us. Satan knows that he does not have authority over the Christian. Satan knows that you, as a Christian, as, as a Christ man, as a Christ woman, Satan knows you've been completely redeemed. He knows that you have dominion and authority over him. That's why he brings the thoughts and ideas and suggestions to try to get you to grab a hold of the sickness, grab a hold of the disease. We are not the sick trying to get healed. We are the healed. I have been redeemed. I've been completely set free. I'm dead to sin and I'm dead to sickness. Regardless of any pain that tries to attack, I must treat it like a temptation to sin. All of these are just attacks of the devil. They're temptations. 
whether it's a thought to my mind or a pain to my body, I must treat it the same. Satan has no authority in my mind. He has no authority in my body. How I treat sin is how I am to treat sickness. How I view forgiveness is how I must view healing. Why? Because there is a direct connection. There is a correlation. There's a friendship there where you find forgiveness of sin in the Bible. Almost always you find also the healing of disease. You see it, Psalm 103, 1 through 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives me of my sins and heals me of my diseases. You see it with the bronze serpent uh, there with the Israelites and that they had sinned. And as a result of sin, the, the serpents came and people are getting sick and dying because of the poison. And yet God told him to make a bronze serpent. And as long as they put their gaze, their focus on that serpent, they not only live, but also they're forgiven. You see in James chapter 5, it says to go and lay hands, pray the prayer of faith all over that person who's on their deathbed, who's, who's writhing in pain. Pray the prayer of faith, and the Lord will raise them up. And if they've committed any sins, they, it will be forgiven them. It doesn't say anything even about the person confessing their sins. But all throughout Scripture, and we could spend a lot of time on this, but all throughout Scripture, you see the connection there. How you treat forgiveness is how you treat healing. It's literally that simple. So it, it really comes down to the fact God's not holding out on me and Satan has no authority over me. I just need to know what I have. I need to know that it's not just mine, but I actually have it. And that now, because I have it, I'm in a position to walk in it. This is exactly what Paul was talking about in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. He says, as you have received Christ, now walk in him. You could say it like this. As you have received forgiveness, now walk in it. As you have received healing, now walk in it. Walk in it. Whether it's healing for your body, healing for your soul, your emotions, whether it's healing of physical infirmities, healing of mental infirmities. Friend, I'm telling you, it's already yours. You just need to know that it's yours. And then by faith, just begin to walk in it. Act like you are the healed because you actually really are. Well, friend, I just want to encourage you, chew on those things. And hey, we have a tremendous message on YouTube. It's from a service we did at Houston Faith Church, uh, one of the greatest churches out there. Uh, if you live in the Houston area, you need to check out this church. Wonderful, wonderful church there. Uh, Pastors Chaz and Joni Stevenson. But there was a message that we did there called Healing is Who I Am. And it's just one of the most powerful healing messages. I'm telling you, go and watch that. And just watching the video, uh, what was going on at service, it'll start to get off on you, whether you're watching it in your car, your office, your home. Just a tremendous message of some things that really just, it was by inspiration and revelation. Didn't have any notes. And we just kind of went and and the things that were said is what just kind of came out by inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And we saw some tremendous, tremendous miracles take place. So I'd encourage you, go check that out. You can find it on our YouTube channel, Chad Gonzalez Ministries. And while you're there, make sure and subscribe. Also, those of you that haven't subscribed to the Supernatural Life podcast, make sure and subscribe to it. Leave us a review, share it with your friends. We're so very, very thankful for all of you who have made this just a tremendous success and continue to share it with your friends and tell people about it. We're seeing many, many lives change through it. So thank you so very much. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We look forward to talking to you next month. Bye-bye.